Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how are you doing on this fine day? I'm good. It's, it's a, we're recording on a Friday for once, which is uh, very rare. I'm, 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 I'm in a weekend vibe. I'm in a weekend mood. I'm vibing weekend off the weekend, vibe. brother. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? Uh, what am I doing this weekend? Going to go out for a few drinks tonight with some friends I haven't seen in a little while. And then, uh, Saturday I might go and watch that, uh, is it Tenet or Tenor? Tenet? Tenet? Tenet. Um, the, uh, film the from, uh, Christmas on. Mm, yeah, look forward to that. Very exciting. Yeah. Once again, you've got a film about one month before I do. I hate you. <laughs> Every time a film the, comes out, it happens and it sucks. It's coming out how September. How the, um... How are the Japanese um, dealing with um, socially distanced um, cinemas and stuff? Are they doing drive-ins and things? What they've done, I think, is they've just opened up cinemas and they've just been running old films. Like, for example, because Tenet uh, was delayed a few months, I think it was coming out in July originally, they just played Inception, Mm. another Christopher Nolan film, great film, (laughs) instead. The Prestige. (laughs) Yeah, basically, just uh, a portfolio of a backlog of Nolan's content. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, I'm very envious though. I do want to see Tenet quite a lot. It's the only film in recent, in the next few months. It's only film out, good. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It's ridiculous, but uh, I'd love to go and see it. So I'm, I'm quite envious yeah, once more. I think it's that, coming actually. out September 19th here. So I hate mm. you. I hate you. <laughs> That's all right, mate. That's fine. That's fine. At the so, same yeah, time. Yeah, interesting times. I found, you say you're going out with friends this weekend. I can't mm. help but wonder, are you going to go out and assassinate some people? Because I saw a video of you today on your Twitter, Rainbow Six Siege UK. It's some sort of video promoting Rainbow Six. And mm. you look rather dashing. Oh, I haven't seen a photo of oh. you in like two or three months. You've got this swanky beard going on. Your hair's really short and blonde. And you've got a bit <laughs> of a kind of an assassin vibe going on, like a Russian hit. Look, and it works. It works. Uh, uh, in in my at my age, I will take any um, props, mad props, uh, and even if it has to come from you, Chris, I'll take it. And I thank I thank you for it, and I put it in a little box next to my heart, <laughs> where all Sexy my Colonel, compliments live. Sexy Colonel Sanders, that's that's yeah, what you don't, are. Don't, don't do not throw me into the Dottenbury River next time in Osaka, please. <laughs> I do not belong in there. I'm not a strong swimmer. 
<laughs> I'm not so sure about that. I <laughs> must admit, I do owe an apology not only to you, but to our beloved listeners. In the uh, oh. podcast on Wednesday, I said the new video was a 4K video. But straight after the podcast, <laughs> I went to upload the video. I started rendering it in 4K, and it was like, this video will take three days to render. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. And so I had to... Uh, had to revert to 1080p, Chris, so I apologise. Come on now, look, you, you're in a situation where there's a lot of people in lockdown and they're all baking bread, they've got their sourdough starters, etc., and it takes a little while. You got a little bit impatient. You wanted everyone to see your your uh, your art early, um, but you just got to let that slow cooker cook. That's all I'm saying. Were you rendering on your laptop or your iMac? I was rendering on my laptop because I was... Uh... Off seeing ah. Natsuki and in a hotel room. I nearly did. This is how desperate I was to, to render it in 4K. I nearly brought my entire iMac from my apartment to a little hotel room in Yamagata. <laughs> uh, in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't. And anyway, it wasn't a video that demanded 4K anyway. But what I like no. is I sent you a little preview video. I sent you a preview right beforehand. And I told you that yeah. was 4K. And you talked about how brilliant it was and how great and sharp and clear the image was because it was 4K. But actually, it was 1080p, I've it just realised. It was 1080p. So you've, you've, you're a liar. You're a liar. Again, at, at my age, my eyes deceive me constantly. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking things are clearer than they actually are. <laughs> so, so, so what's been going on in, in, in Japan? You've been to see Natsuki. What's happening in the in the news? Exciting. Apparently, I've, I've been hearing that um, um, expats are allowed to leave and then come back again if they do all of their 14-day quarantining and testing art nonsense. It's a groundbreaking concept, Pete. The concept of being mm. able to leave Japan and return. I've forgotten what I that know, feels right? like because we haven't had that since, I think, March <laughs> now. Um, yeah, no, literally just about 10 minutes before we start recording, I saw on the news that all Japan's foreign residents can now travel in and out from September. Thank right. God. Finally, this policy that uh, nearly every foreigner I've spoken to in Japan has been angry about, including myself, um, has finally they've let it go. They've let it drop. We now feel like normal citizens, which is... I think a good move and it was widely criticized unsurprisingly um and i think japan was the only country to do such a policy to be honest yeah um yeah sent a, a shudder down the spine of many people that have made their lives here you know you feel like a second class citizen all of a sudden paying taxes being part of the country and the economy and then you don't get the same rights it's all a bit uncomfortable but now yes we can return um the only caveat is if i did go back to the uk uh, to go and see you and give you the Kit Kats you deserve, <laughs> I would have to do a 14-day quarantine um, upon yeah. arriving in Japan. And I think to do that, you have to stay in some sort of hotel near Narita Airport and pay unfathomable sums of money. Or I think if you drive to the airport in your own car and you drive back to your apartment in your own car, then that is all right as well. It's a weird policy. I guess the idea being you don't spread strange. it if you're in your car. But um, yeah, yeah, but step in the right direction. Think, I mean... People are coming in and out of the airport for crying out loud just to work. <laughs> People are working the bureau de changes mm -hmm. and the shops and stuff. So yeah, it's 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 really disappointing um, the way that it was not only conceived because it is just let's face it, just racism. <laughs> like there's no like the Japanese can yeah. the Japanese can can, can come, come and go as they like, and, and and the people who actually live there uh, can't. And you know Japan and, and Tokyo in, in particular set themselves up as a um, 
as an international kind of like banking hub and you know people mm. come to to do business all the time and and uh it will lose some standing because you know these th- these things will happen again these diseases will will, will come around and, and and if every time that's going to happen you're just going to um, treat everyone who lives there as uh, and works there as second class citizens it's a, it's a it's a bit of a joke to be honest and and the economy will shrink and and it's an economy that's based very much around um foreign workers because they they, they just don't have enough mm. people to um fill all those jobs and the country's become incredibly reliant on tourism in the last few years as well. And mm. It's not been a good year and it was a very bad move. And yeah, you're right. A lot of um, friends who work in, in business here are kind of eyeing up Hong Kong, Singapore, other countries and other yeah. cities that are more attractive um, and don't have these kind of bizarre discriminatory rules in place. Hopefully it won't happen yeah. again. Hopefully they've learned from this though. Um, I suppose it's not a, your average situation, but anyway, not so great. Um, and I guess that's also to do with the kind of the – the government's quite nationalistic in Japan. It's quite right-wing at the moment. But we'll get on to the government in a moment because there's also some big news revolving around the government and revolving around the Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. But before that, we like to kick off these podcasts with Story of the Week, our new segment that we made up about three weeks ago. Uh, and basically, we just read out a story from one of you guys, yeah. a story from your time in Japan, something you've done, something interesting. And we've got a story from a chap called uh, Dave, Dave from Brisbane. And the story... Uh, revolves around a rather dodgy politician's cheap PR stunt. It says, good day, Chris and Pete. Love the podcast. Helps keep these long days in isolation entertaining. I wanted to share my tale of my last visit to Japan in April 2019. My friend and I were staying in Ikebukuro in Tokyo near Oyama Station, which is a nice long shopping street situated uh, by the station. On our first day, my friend and I thought we'd explore around Ikebukuro and to locate some interesting shops and places to eat. Um, for when we came back on our long days of exploring Tokyo. We happened to be in Japan just before what seemed to be a local election, as we noticed a lot of posters around the streets. And every day uh, at the shopping street, there were three groups of people waving different coloured ribbons around, yelling and handing out flyers. Our favourite part uh, was that they were all completely different people. One was a nice, well-dressed woman in a full pink dress suit, uh, a normal-looking Japanese businessman, and a man in a karate outfit. Brilliant. Karate outfit. (laughs) We were standing around eating our breakfast from Lawson's when the Japanese businessman approached us with this uh, kind of unusual, uh, which is unusual given that I'm a big man and Japanese people tend to avoid me. He started talking to us in broken English, asking us where we're from and how long we're in Japan for. While this was happening, I noticed one of the helpers had started to film us on his phone, which distracted me in time to miss what I assumed to be a joke from the businessman, in which I gave a somewhat awkward laugh. The businessman laughed and then smacked me in the belly and offered to shake my hand, which I took whilst winded. um, And I managed to shake his hand and laughed before he bowed and walked away. Is this normal for Japanese politicians? We thought it might be um, so they can boast about their English skills to score some points with the public and get these little scenes filmed. Have either of you ever had any weird run-ins with politicians or people campaigning uh, for politicians in Japan? Cheers. Day from Brisbane. I love that. Slapped, <laughs> smacked in the stomach. Slapped in the stomach. Vote for me. Punch in the stomach. <laughs> I'm surprised if, uh, I'm surprised he didn't challenge him to some kind of arm wrestling match. <laughs> Very enjoyable. <laughs> arm wrestler victory. I've noticed this though. People, um, people in Japan do seem to secretly film you on their iPhones quite a lot when you're ever, when you're interacting with people. I've noticed this before a few right. times. I remember, <laughs> do you remember the biscuit lady from Journey Across Japan who gave me like Yes, biscuits? I remember the biscuit lady, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, was, I was sneakily filming her myself. Um, but she was also sneakily filming me. She had her iPhone out in this. And it was, <laughs> she was trying to conceal the fact that she was filming me, even though she was doing a correct. terrible job. 
biscuits in one hand, <laughs> iPhone in the other. Um, no, I think, yeah, the politician just wanted to look good, right? What happened here is the politician probably wanted some like B-roll, some nice cutaway shots of them being like, oh, yeah, and I'm great with the the foreigners and just have a shot of Dave from Brisbane just standing by Ikebukuro Station being punched in the stomach <laughs> just to show this cultural understanding. Um, I've had to, I remember <laughs> I made a, a, pol- a video for a politician a couple of years back in Sendai and uh, it was a friend of Riotero who was running for a big uh, position and I had to kind of film him doing all these things like sitting at mm. like a play school talking to the mothers and having kind of awkward conversation and it all was very staged so I'm not surprised by that it's fascinating stuff but uh, yeah if you uh, find yourself in Ikebukuro um, who knows maybe get punched in the stomach get filmed for a politician <laughs> standard procedure dodgy PR yeah I'd I've never sort of seen anybody sort of um, chatting to, uh, to to people who aren't, aren't sort of Japanese. Like you'll, you'll see them in those big white term vans sort of tearing the around. White don't vans, you? God, the I white vans, God. The white vans, the loud white vans. Have you, yeah, have you ever been here when there's like a some sort of vote going on? Because they do drive around like housing estates and busy streets and there's like five or six people crammed into like a Scooby, like, a, mm. like the, what's it, the Scooby uh, mobile thing? What's it called? Oh, the um, oh God, I can't remember. Now. I used to hate Scooby. Scooby Doo. wagon, Sco- the oh, mystery machine or something. Mystery some machine. It, it, had, it had some stupid mystery name machine. like that. That is it. Druggy little name. <laughs> Interestingly, yeah. I've, that I've phrase just triggered Siri in my ears. And oh, really? Had, Brilliant. Yeah. What is going on? The mystery um, machine, right? The mystery machine. <laughs> it's like that. They're all crammed in well, I- and they all shout, vote for Sato, vote for Mr. Sato, and they wave with gloves and it's really creepy and weird. The amount of people they stuff into those vans, like it's horrific. And it's obscene. It's just the worst thing. Well, it's just horrible sitting in your apartment, uh, having a nice sit down on your on your chair, reading a book, and then all of a sudden, Sato-san, Sogoi desu, oh, vote for fucking Sato-san. And it just won't stop. <laughs> and it goes on for weeks <laughs> at a time. And anyone living in Japan will test uh, will will testify that uh, it's just a horrific experience that should be banned. Mm. But while we're on the subject of politicians, big news this week. Um, as you might have heard on Wednesday, Shinzo Abe went to hospital for his uh, condition. He does have ulcerative colitis, um, ulcerative colitis, a kind of disease of the intestinal of the intestines, mm. and uh, he's had That's it for years. Horrible, but it's come back with a vengeance, and as a result, he is stepping down after the longest uh, tenure of any Japanese prime minister. Uh, He's been going on for about 2,886 days now across two terms, one that started off in 2006 to 2007, and then he kicked off again in 2012, I think. So he's had a pretty long run. He's had a very long run. Mm. Um, And he's left something of a legacy of not really doing a whole lot, despite being in power for so long. He's, he's He's been pretty unpopular the entire time. Um, and it's it's not been a great premiership. The only good thing I'd say, and most people testify to, is that uh, he, before Shinzo Abe came into power uh, this, for the second time, there was a revolving door of Japanese prime ministers, and like every year there was a new one, and it led to some really bad politi- political instability. So that's the only good thing he's done, I think, uh, that he's kind of been around long enough to uh, promote Japan's agenda on the world stage and actually mix with... Uh, other kind of diplomats. He's second only to Angela Merkel in terms of the longest serving leader on the G7. But uh, yeah, I don't think many people will miss him though. What are your thoughts on Shinzo Abe, Pete? 
I'm sure you're um, a fan. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm not a big fan of hawkish uh, men who think that their their people hawkish are men. somehow uh, more exceptional than anyone else in, in a kind of xenophobic and, and, and jingoistic manner. But um, he uh, he certainly um, he certainly had a very very long run. I don't really know how the, the Japanese Parliament works, but um, it, it does seem like he's he he was very. Uh, he was very big on sort of pivoting. He obviously inherited a, a pretty um, a shrinking economy, and he's not really done anything to arrest that particular slide. Uh, however, however much he tries to lock the country down uh, and and, uh, and make people have little staycations, so to speak. But um, certainly on the tourism side. But yeah, no, it just sounds like he's. Uh, it just sounds like he is bloody exhausted and very, very unwell. It's, it's not a nice uh, condition that to to have. Um, so my heart goes out to anyone who has that condition. But uh, he's. Uh, it doesn't look like anyone's, like you said, going to miss him. No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, he's yeah, he's getting on a fair bit now. He's sixty five years old, and he's mm. been in this role for such a while. Um, he had lots of like policies he wanted to instigate over the years, like. My early memories of living in Japan when he first, he first came to power in December. Sorry, came to power the second time for his longest reign in um, December yeah. 2012. And every day on the news, it was like, "Oh, Shinzo Abe is going to change things. He's going to make it better. He's got a." They had uh, this new economic policy they called uh, Abenomics. It's clever. Hmm. It's Shinzo Abe meets economics. Abenomics, and the idea was to do some sort of structural reforms to create new avenues for growth and kickstart the economy. But instead nothing of value happened. Um, and it was just a lot, just a big PR stunt where nothing really occurred. Like he was trying to empower women and trying to create an environment of uh, gender equality that didn't happen or that didn't work. And uh, yeah, he's just not really done a whole lot. And also to try and uh, get some of the islands back from the Russians, the end of world war two, the Russians seized the Kuril islands just off the, northeast kind of northeast of hokkaido there's a, a chain of islands and uh sneakily the russians seized them just before world war ii was wrapping up and they've held on to them ever since and uh shinzo abe tried to get them back he kept meeting with vladimir putin over the last uh kind of eight years and vladimir putin was like yeah we, we might give them back we don't know yet he's kind of just been swinging <laughs> them along for like eight years and uh yeah trying to uh keep Arbe in his pocket, um, but Arbe got nothing out of it, so that was a shame. But um, yeah, that's the end of, of Arbe's reign. What a what a what a what a huge like. Uh, I mean, it's a legacy of sorts, but what what, what an incredible. Um, uh, I mean, it takes any kind. Of, it, it takes uh, a certain kind of politician to be able to um, stay in power for that length of time. But then you also sort of think, sort of think, well, maybe the uh, maybe the opposition isn't that good. Again, I don't know the, a, a huge amount about um, well, Japanese politics, but. Well, the, the problem yeah. is Japan doesn't really have an opposition, and that is the main reason. The main party is the LDP, um, of which Shinzo Abe is the prime minister and the head of, and they've yeah. pretty much been in power since the end of World War Two. And the rivals, who are the, I think the Democratic Party of Japan, they've just done nothing. They came into power, I think, twice. Once in the early nineties, when the uh, the bubble burst and Japan's economy went really badly, they took over then. Then they lost a few years later, and then. When Shinzo Abe finished his kind of uh, took leave in 2007 because of his first case of this disease, they came into power then, and then that led to the revolving doors of prime ministers. There's just not much leadership. So, yeah, the LDP, the main part of Japan, have had a pretty easy ride the last few years. So that's kind of one reason. Um, mm. More worryingly, though, is who's going to take over from him? Uh, have you heard of Taro Aso at all? I've not. No, not heard of him. I think we've talked about him, but maybe. 
haven't remembered his name over the years. This is a chap who makes blunders like every Tuesday. He'll say something really stupid. Uh, he's the Minister of Finance. He's 79 years old. And uh, he's currently the Deputy Prime Minister. And he's been part of Shinzo Abe's uh, administration for, for a few years now. And he has a reputation of just making so many gaffes. Um, he's the grandson of a former prime minister himself, and he likes manga comic books. But he's just got so many ridiculous quotes that I came across an article just before we started this podcast today. Um, an article called The Seven, Make That Eight, Most Ridiculous Statements of Taro Asor, Japan's Debonair Gaff Machine. That's on Quartz. <laughs> and some of the quotes include, on the expense of elderly care, he says, the problem won't be solved unless you let them hurry up and die. <laughs> just he's not wrong. Advocate. He's not wrong. The death not of the wrong. elderly. <laughs> Another quote on parenting. He says, "I respect the kindergarten director who said the people who should who said the people who should be disciplined are the mothers rather than the children." Um, <laughs> don't know what he's well, getting at there. I think uh, the director of a kindergarten in Japan sort of said mothers should be disciplined, and he's going along with that. And then more recently, he just said of the opposing party, they're Nazis, Nazis, all of them. Um, Claims I mean, there. I mean that is pretty much how political discourse works uh, in most places. <laughs> does, Nazis always does. ends with just somebody calling somebody else a Nazi. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how this manga-loving, gaff-loving individual will mm. do if he does become prime minister. But he's getting on a fair bit. Seventy-nine years old. So. <laughs> Seventy-nine. <laughs> Real spring chickens. Real spring fucking chickens. Good. Luck. I mean. Yeah, you just sort of think, is there just not a, a Japanese sort of German, like a chancellor like Angela Merkel sort of in the wings? Because it's just, you know, it's just man after man just making everything worse. I Hawkish think man should, after man. They should make Ryotaro or Natsuki the prime minister and that will solve yes. so many issues. I mean, at least they're both men <laughs> or of you, action. Or your friend Yuki. Your friend Yuki, Yuki yeah. he's, he's pretty political, isn't he? Yeah, he'd do good. <laughs> Imagine Natsuki is the Prime Minister. Actually, do you remember on the, uh, I think two months when we, two months into starting this podcast, we had Natsuki on briefly for like a three minute segment. And I think I asked him, what would you do if you became Prime Minister of Japan? And his policy, his only policy was, I'll give everyone a free jumper. And that was it. Just give everyone <laughs> jumpers. <laughs> Look, that's. That's a vote winner. That is a vote winner. I mean, is, I, I, I wonder what their policy would be on smoking. Uh, I imagine yeah. they'd be very much for it. <laughs> <laughs> smoking for everyone for free in every restaurant. But don't worry, get a free jumper. And to be fair, yeah. a free jumper is Smells better than anything Shinzo Abe's done, in my memory. <laughs> um, but there you have it, Shinzo Abe. And uh, we'll, be, Fantastic. we'll be keeping up to date on the news in the coming weeks over who takes power and who takes over the, uh, mm. the LDP. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop 
dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Football's back and we are here to laugh about it. Hellenius in the League Cup, he was trying to like defend with his hands and he yanked his yeah. shorts down. Straight off. See you later. Yeah. But Hellenius got the shot away, which I thought was very professional. Yes. <laughs> Whether it's players losing their pants or managers losing their shit. And I thought about that when, <laughs> when you could just hear Moy shouting at Pablo Fornell. And then he just loses all, yeah. all sense of himself at the end when, when Fornell plays it over. And like, oh. yeah. <laughs> that was the noise. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the Football Ramble are here every day with new episodes covering the lighter side of football. I walked past a trophy shop at the weekend and said, we're only allowing one person in at a time. Nobody wants any fucking trophies, mate. <laughs> Don't worry, but no one, there's nothing happening. Also, no it's a cheat. Null and void. Your five-a-side league is null and void. Piss off. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He went through, and all you hear is, Shoot, Pablo! Yeah. Shoot! <laughs> finish! Finish! Oh. Pablo! This was a Stakhanov production. But now, we turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got this week, Mr. Donaldson, in the fax machine? We've got a message from Ray from Australia. Hello, Ray. Hi, Chris and Pete. As you know, Sento, uh, public, uh, Sento, uh, public baths are a huge decision in Japan. Here's my Sento story, uh, in which you might find enjoyable. In my first weeks after moving to Osaka, I was thirsty to dive headfirst into Japanese culture. Uh, one night I was binging anime and uh, drinking cheap, cheap uh, Suntory whiskey, uh, when I decided it would be a relaxing experience to end the evening with a dip in the bathhouse. So I hopped on my bicycle, a little tipsy, to the nearest public bath. After entering the uh, sauna, an old Japanese man struck up a conversation session with me in English, keen to immerse myself uh, with new experiences and presumably uh, in new baths. Uh, I welcomed the conversation for God knows how long, but long enough to realise that I'd become rather dizzy. I told the man uh, I have to go and I headed straight for the changing room, drank a Picari sweat and took a breather. 
Before long, I felt okay to get up and changed, and I left. Uh, around two minutes into the ride home, my vision suddenly became completely white. The next thing I know, I wake up next to a pole in Osaka's main shopping street with a bicycle on top of me. I'd uh, completely passed out and crashed due to dehydration and whiskey intake. As it was so late, there was no one around me, and I stumbled home walking my bike and shocked at what happened. Luckily, I was not injured, uh, but I did learn my lesson, swearing to never spend too long talking to all Japanese men in saunas. Oh, yeah, and not to drink alcohol before entering Rev from Australia. I mean, what what a situation! What a situation! Good God. I uh, do you know the difference between a centaur and a onsen? Onsen, I really don't know. No, the onsen is like just a hot spring, and centaur is yeah. like a public bathhouse. Um, right. I guess I don't. I mean, that's pretty much the only difference. Is that saunas? I can think. Yeah. Centaur mm. kind of more casual and less flashy. Um, they're kind I of a see. bit more crude. Right. I don't know if you saw the Kagoshima video, the last video on Journey Across Japan. I went in a kind of old traditional public bath. And that was kind of cool. We got like the nice, uh, like tiles and things. But yeah, I, oh this yeah, story, so less, just just less just less wood, isn't it? Really, uh, I've seen a couple wood. of um, wrestling. I've seen a couple of wrestling matches that have taken place in in, in a Japanese uh, bathhouse. Uh, the Japanese bathhouse matches, I think, were quite famous in in I think it's New Japan or one of one of the big Japanese wrestling companies. And uh, yeah, uh, at one point, um, one of the wrestlers gets thrown through a wall and he sees a lady's boobs oh and gets really excited. Where did you watch this? That's, um, I think it was this? online somewhere. It's, 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 it's a it legendary Japanese match. It was one of the Wrestle Me um, shows uh, that we did for Christmas, where we do like twelve little shows uh, over Christmas, and uh, we basically just take a match each. And uh, yeah, I was using the Japanese bathhouse, bathhouse matches, the legendary Japanese bathhouse matches. <laughs> That's a pretty cool setting, though. I could see that being a great place. <laughs> yeah, to not do too it. bad. I um, yeah, they're they're pretty fun to to visit. Um, often in the heart of a city, but uh, this story reminds me of the time I went. To one of the first times I went to a centaur with my friend uh, in I think 2013, like after being here one year, we sat in a hot spring um, in the hot kind of water, 45 degrees Celsius, really boiling hot uh, for about, you know, five, 10 minutes. And by that point, you do feel a little bit faint, but he very stupidly got out and he went in the really cold pool, the, like the dive pool, um, the plunge pool, sorry, um, that I know you love. And he dived into that and he was in there about two or three minutes. Then he got out and I saw him turn the corner and disappear behind the corner. But then I just saw him collapse uh, at the corner of my eye and to the point that just his legs were sticking out from behind the corner. And <laughs> it, it was quite shocking just seeing him collapse face down yeah, and just blacked yeah, yeah. out because of the, the difference in temperature going from such a hot bath to yeah. a cold bath. So it's a bit dodgy. You've got to be careful. You've got to take um, it easy. You do. So that's my advice for any of you guys listening in going to a public bath as well as be careful to make sure you go in the uh, the men's public bath because often it's only listed with kanji um also be careful not to spend too much time in there or certainly not to go into a bath after downing uh, a, a few cups of cheap suntory whiskey it's never a good idea um We've got one from Gray from Manchester. It says, hi, Chris and Pete. Love the podcast and YouTube channel. Been following for a number of years. I was recently watching Chris's latest video about Google Translate. And I thought, how come the Japanese often praise an establishment, but then go on to give it a low star rating? I had a look myself uh, at some restaurants in Tokyo on Google Maps and found that the Japanese do often give two to three stars, even though they claim the food and the service were perfect. It's an odd phenomenon. Uh, Best wishes, Gray from Manchester. Absolutely spot on. I've noticed this, Gray. And uh, if you look at like any restaurant on Google reviews, Google Translate, Google Maps, even though the reviews are like, this was the best food I've ever had. It's a revelation. I'm coming here again with my family. Two stars. I don't know why. 
it's like they're really critical in Japan. It's like they want to be specially critical. And I'm not sure why that is. Any ideas, Pete, why that might be? Well, I don't know, like the level of uh, kind of um, uh, presentation and the level of service you expect in Japan is very, very high. So maybe they are just being completely honest and they feel comfortable mm. to do so behind a computer. But yeah, I, I think the British are very, I'll get terrible service, I'll get a terrible haircut and they'll ask if it's okay and I'll say, it's beautiful, it's fantastic. Or uh, I'll always give, I'll give every hotel five stars. Um, a lot of people don't, they sort of understand the idea that... Uh, um, you know, they should be providing a decent service, and 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 a four is better. Is um there's something to be um there's room to room to maneuver and room to, room to go mm. to get your five star. Um, so if you review them like three or four, they've always got somewhere to go. So that's probably the way that stars should work. But um, yeah, us Brits are crippled by our own insecurities, so we always give them five stars. <laughs> Cripple with insecurity, very true. I uh, my rule of thumb. If you come to Japan, ladies and gentlemen, I would say never go in anywhere with less than 3.8 stars. If you can, <laughs> keep it to four. Keep it to four. Uh, that's a guarantee that you're going to go somewhere actually worth visiting. Um, we've got one here from Justin. It says, hi, Chris and Pete. Love the podcast. Listen while I'm supposed to be answering calls to customers every week since working at home. I have a question particularly relating to gift accepting customs in Japan based around a story from my last and hopefully first of many trips to Japan. Myself and my missus were traveling to Japan in January 2019 for three weeks to see New Japan Pro Wrestling Show uh, on January 4th in the Tokyo Dome. And while we were there, we wanted to see a few other wrestling company shows in the most famous uh, among uh, in the famous amongst wrestling fans venue of the Korakuen Hall. The first show we went to was the All Japan Pro Wrestling, and yeah, it was it was amazing an experience and uh, better than I expected it to be. As we cheered on the star of the show, Kento Miyahara, he went as he sent the fans home happy after defending his title. A weird and awkward moment happened for me and my girlfriend, which I'm still haunted by. Well, after a year, uh, and I have no idea how I was supposed to react in the situation. Basically, an older Japanese lady and her husband tapped me on the shoulder, smiled, and gave me and my partner two packets of beef jerky. As Kento's oh. music played and he left the ring, the lady tried in very broken English to ask if we enjoyed the show, which we both tried to indicate yes, with a lot of highs, highs, high, high, and nods of the head. And then they just got up and left. Is there something I did right to be blessed with these packets of beef jerky? Is there something wrong I did for her to leave so abruptly? Please clear it up for me, lads. And thanks for the many hours of entertainment. Justin from South Wales. What is your assessment of that, Pete? Why do they get beef oh, jerky? Fantastic. I, I, I don't know why they got beef jerky. I've not seen a lot of beef jerky in, in Japan, but uh, I've certainly been to Currican Hall, the home of uh, Japanese wrestling, and it was uh, it, it would mean a lot more to me now than it uh, did back when it, when I watched it uh, a few years ago. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's I mean Japanese um, wrestling, any wrestling show goes on for four or five hours, so um, you can come in for like the afternoon session or the evening session. Or just the main event. And I think there's different um, price brackets. So people do come in and go out. So, so it is not like, uh, it's not like it was weird for them to leave mid show or whatever. So yeah, I, what a wonderful experience though. Just get given a lot of protein. Maybe they'd pre prepared the protein snack for the wrestlers. Potentially. And they just thought, oh, we've, we've got to leave now. We've got to get the train. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. just give them to the foreigners. I mean, I hope the packets were, uh, were unsealed, uh, were, were sealed rather. You'd hope that so. They hadn't opened you'd them. Hope so. uh, I don't know. I want to know. <laughs> very strange. Very strange. I, I mean, the only thing I've ever received is cherries. So if I receive beef jerky, that would be amazing. Um, consider it a blessing, Justin. 
if anything, that is a blessing, mm. a rare blessing. Definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else to make from that. Just glad <laughs> it was beef jerky and not something else. Exactly. This is human flesh. Um, we've got a final email from uh, William uh, from the Fax Machine, an email through a Fax Machine. Uh, Hi, Chris and Pete. I want to start by saying I love your channel and find your journey to Japan very inspiring, informative and interesting. Of course, the question I have is what type of travel is best for Japan on your home holiday or a travel package? Uh, I took part in a Zoom call about one that lasts for two weeks, doing different activities in all sorts of places. And I was wondering if you think that it's best for a first trip or is it better to go somewhere like Tokyo for a few days or a week uh, and dive straight into the traveling across Japan? Hope you're well. Yours sincerely. Uh, uh, William, what do you reckon? A, a tour package or just a do-it-yourself kind of situation? What's best? I think it's a case-by-case basis, isn't it? I know you and I don't really like tours. We like to go off our own beaten path and just do our own thing, right? But I think if you're either elderly or a little bit older and you don't really want to plan it, Japan can be a stressful yeah. place to travel, right? And if you just want a bit less yeah. hassle, then coming in a tour group can take a lot of that away. But it comes down to what kind of person you are, really. Like, if my family, my parents or my grand was coming here, then I'd tell them to get a package, I think, because the idea of them walking around Japan on, the mo- on their own, just getting lost, would presents a great deal of anxiety for me, walking mm. around Kyoto with Google Translate. And we've seen how uh, Google Translate operates in last week's For Japan video. But no, I'd say it depends on who you are, William. Um, personally, I like the spon- spontaneity of it all. You never know what you're going to find. Whereas with a tour, it's all written down in the pamphlet, isn't it? It's kind of like a checkbook yeah. list of things to do. Um, but one thing I would say is maybe do an experience for a day or something. Like if you've got like a, that's something I would do. If you go like fishing or do sword fights or whatever there else, whatever experiences there are, fishing and sword fights. That's, that's the, why is that the only experiences that came to mind to sum up Japan? Yeah. Have Attacking you ever done some fish with a sword? Have you ever done like an experience in Japan at all? One of these experiences? No, you, you see them in like uh, on the Airbnb website. Like you know, people mm. will take you out um, street doing a bit of street photography, or you know, um, you know, doing some uh, Japanese calligraphy or stuff like that. So it's, it's really interesting. You know, go shopping mm. with a with a with a with a fashion student in um, uh, around uh, like Iyogi Park and stuff, Harajuku. Mm. Um, I mean, and just come back with a lot of tat you're never going to wear. Um, so yeah, no, I've never done anything like that, but uh, I'd, I'd like to in the future at some point. I mean, you're pretty much my tour guide. I think so. <laughs> for better or worse, I'm the one that shows you around. I the yeah. only tour that I nearly signed up for once was a bicycle tour of Takayama City in Gifu in the in the mountains oh, nice. of central Japan. Just because that's nice, just having a guided tour. So something like that would be nice, like a little guided tour for a day or two. For two weeks, though, that'd just be a bit too much, and it's pricey as well. Yeah. A lot, lot, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do it alone. Do some experiences and use abroadinjapan.com as your guide and the map that I've mm. so painstakingly created that I have done so bad, uh, <laughs> such a bad job to promote. Uh, keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back on Wednesday to do it all over again. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great uh, weekend or what's left of it. And uh, we'll see you then. Have a good one. See you later. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 